If I gave a fuck what y'all think, y'all think I would be doing this? Welcome to the FMFU podcast. The podcast is from me for us. Vulgar but true, real and never fake. I'm your host Ayo Reese and I've got a lot of shit on my mind today so let's get into it. Happy Friday people and uh, happy Black History Month. White people, I'm warning you, do not buy us any fucking gifts. Welcome back to an all new exciting episode of the From Me For Us podcast. The podcast that I'm hoping is Way more exciting than that mess of a Super Bowl that I watched over the past weekend. If you're a fan of the New England Patriots, then of course you don't give a damn how the game happened because your team came out on top, and I would have to agree with you. In my book, a dub is a dub. And honestly, if it were my team, I wouldn't care if they won every fucking game the same exact way as long as they fucking won. So congrats to the Patriots for winning another Super Bowl and turning this already joke of a white man's league into the NFL's version of the Alabama Invitational. I mean, college football playoffs. But let's be real. That Super Bowl was a whole ass mess. (laughs) With the Patriots playing again and the game just being so boring, the Super Bowl had its lowest ratings over the past decade. And not even just the game was a mess per se. But the commercials were trash and the halftime performance was trash as well. And for it to be in Atlanta, which is the epicenter of black culture, it was just a trash ass Super Bowl that didn't live up to what it could have been, period. The only thing I bet that wasn't trash were all of the parties and shit. But of course, those were lit. It's Atlanta. The most exciting part about the game for me was the Super Bowl party I attended up here. If I wasn't at that party, I probably would have had a couple glasses of wine on the couch at my house, played the PlayStation 4, and probably just went to bed. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with getting out the house on a Sunday, fun day, and socializing a little bit. For the most part, the party was cool. And, you know, it went how, you know, normal human beings watching sports at a party should be. You got food. You got your drink. You socialize. You're cheering for your team. The normal stuff. Food and drinks always equal a good time, right? But no matter how good a time is or wherever you go, there's always at least one motherfucker who is going to annoy the fuck out of you. (laughs) Having personally not watched football in a long time, this past Super Bowl Sunday was a reminder of how it's real hard to watch football with a bunch of fucking Patriots fans. Now, I'm not going to get into the whole spiel of, oh, this is why everybody hates the Patriots, yada, 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 because that's something I went into last year after the Super Bowl. If you need a real refresher, tune back into episode 11 for all that content. So to start, I must say, as a fan of sports for 20 plus years, I've always been an unbiased fan, regardless of the situation or whatever team is playing. This is more so, I think, due to the fact that where I'm from, our professional teams don't win shit, period. There's nothing for me to be biased about, so why hate on another team's success or be blind, you know, to the facts? I'm the type who's going to call a play how it is no matter what team is playing. 
Hell, even in basketball, my favorite player complains about a foul. Sometimes I'd be like, nigga, it ain't a foul. Like, get your ass back on defense, nigga. You know, it's just who I am. So during the Super Bowl, there was this play where the Rams QB, Jared Goff, threw a pass to one of his receivers. I can't remember who. And to me, it just it didn't look like it was a catch. You know, he had I guess he had both feet inbounds when he was running his route. But, you know, so out loud, I'm like, oh, you know, shit, that's not a catch. But, you know, the refs, they said it was a catch, which helped continue their drive down the field. So then the following play comes after that, and he hits another receiver for, like, a five-yard out route. And one of the Patriots' DBs goes in for a tackle. And to me, when he tackled him, it looked like he grabbed his face mask when he rolled over. So, me being what I thought when I saw it, I'm like, oh, shit, that's a face mask. So some bitch... And excuse me, over. I'm sorry for saying bitch. I'm sorry for cussing because I don't know her name. But some chick got the nerve to come at me and be like, you in here rooting for the Rams and shit. Blah, 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 fucking blah. And I'm just like, yo, like this shorty was like mad annoyed and like trying to come at me like I just punched her grandmother in the face or some shit. To be honest, I felt that shorty thought, you know, she might have been a little bit of the shit. So you know how some of them chicks are where they think they, you know, so high and mighty and they got so many niggas on their dick. They think that, you know, they can say whatever the fuck they want to say and nobody's going to say nothing back. Ah, ah, ah. Not I. Reese don't give a fuck. I don't care how you think you look or whatever the case is, especially when I'm on that drink. Oof. It don't fucking matter. So, of course, you know, I was petty and I clapped back like, you know, sweetheart. I'm not rooting for nobody. I just call it how it is. So get out of your feelings, boo-boo, because you're looking like a sensitive-ass fan in here, and sensitive thugs need hugs. So other than, you know, that, and then another nigga tried to chime in on something too later, so I had to clap back at his ass as well. The shit just cracks me up, you know, because <laughs> everybody knows, well, maybe they didn't know, but they learned, that Troll Reese, a.k.a. Petty Reese, I like to get under people's skin, because I really don't give a fuck. But this is, again... An innocent example of people demonizing other people because they don't believe in or like exactly what you want them to believe in or like. Where have we heard that before? There were a lot more interesting things going on in the celebrity world over the course of the Super Bowl weekend. In case you missed it, 21 Savage was arrested by the Immigration and Customs Enforcement, also known as ICE, over claims of being in the U.S. illegally as he was born out of the country and his non-immigrant visa expired in 2006. So my first thought is probably were yours is, wait, nigga, what? Savage? 21 Savage? The nigga out of Zone 6 East Atlanta with the M's in his bank account and will shoot you with his pistol but got all them kids? This shit has to be either a joke or mistaken identity because, you know, white people, like I told you before, they can name 100 breeds of dogs but think all black people look alike. At least, you know, this is what I first assumed, you know, when I heard the news. So I'm like, all right, let me wait to hear more news on what's going on with this shit with Savage. So more news comes out and eventually this nigga's birth certificate makes it on Twitter. And it confirms that 21 was born in the London borough of, I believe it's pronounced Newham. Mind blown. Twitter had a field day with this as, you know, it doesn't take long for the memes to generate and make it a big old joke. A couple things come from this. One was, you know, people asked, how this nigga rep in East Atlanta when he was in London until he was 12 years old? Well, I think that's a funny point because, you know, I got a couple things to say about that. 
doing the opposite of what 21 Savage has done as far as repping Atlanta, even though he's only been there since he was 12. Doing the opposite was something that I used to clown niggas about back in my day. Like, there'd be someone who was born in, let's say, L.A., for example, but they had been in Ohio since they were like six years old. These motherfuckers be walking around here 17, 18 years old talking about, I'm from L.A. Like, first of all, you might have been born there and had a couple childhood memories there. But where have all of your experiences in life been and where have you grown up and gotten into the most shit? Definitely not in L.A. You did all of that shit right here, my nigga. <laughs> you know, that's like all of those um Alabama fans that live in Ohio their whole life. But then they got family in Alabama. So they want to hop on the Alabama wave only because Alabama gets an invite to the Alabama Invitational. I mean, college football playoffs every year. It's the same type of shit. So 21 came over at 12 probably innocent then got turned out by the east atlanta streets in which he raps about in his rhymes there is nothing wrong with that coming to america is starting a new life and they chose their home as atlanta so he puts on for that but that wasn't my only issue with the 21 savage situation it's the fmfu podcast bitch as i said black twitter had a field day with the 21 savage memes after finding out he was born in london but let's be real this is a very serious situation that we're all fighting against. You know, this is the reason we say things like fuck Trump and fuck that wall and let's all accept and appreciate one another. But if we're being all the way honest, some of the memes did give you a chuckle. I mean, let's just be like, we got to keep it a buck. I mean, we we laugh at any fucking thing. Like I said in previous episodes talking about rapist Kelly, we was laughing at the pee on you, Dave Chappelle. And this is really something that happened to a 14 year old girl. Like we laugh at shit. It might be wrong, but truthfully, that's just what happened. So, of course, the memes did make us laugh. And I mean, I know black Twitter knows that. And I think, you know, Demi Lovato, she thinks so as well. <laughs> so, you know, that saying that goes something like, you know, oh, I can talk about my friends because they're my friends. But you can't talk about my friends because they're not your friends or I'll fuck you up. Well, apparently Demi Lovato missed the memo. You know, all the fucking meme drops. Then, like I said, the Super Bowl was so fucking boring. You know, niggas was waiting for NBA trade line news and shit. So Shorty, bored with the Super Bowl, puts out a tweet that says, so far, 21 Savage memes have been my favorite part of the Super Bowl. Now, in truth, as I just said, some of the memes, they gave everybody a chuckle. But as also previously stated, 21's deportation is a very serious matter. Wale agrees that it's a very serious matter as well because after she posted that, he asked, why is somebody's freedom funny? I don't get the joke. Shorty tried to clap back by calling him Saudi because she ain't respond to his tweets years ago. And the funniest shit happened. So <laughs> it's funny because chicks always try to bring that up about, oh, he's Saudi because I ain't giving no pussy or, oh, that nigga dick little or whatever, whatever. Well, I already told y'all still beat, though. But this, that's besides the point. But anyway, so she tries to bring up, oh, he's Saudi because he ain't I ain't respond to his tweets. And then this nigga, Wale, replied, <laughs> he replied professionally. <laughs> and basically, he ended it by saying, you know, I'm not going to get at you like that and I'm not going to dish you. But the last thing he told her was, go queen. <laughs> hey, yo, go queen is like the 2019, like, I'm good, love, enjoy. Like, fellas, anytime your woman wants to start an argument about some bullshit, just be like, I don't kick people when they're down. Go queen. Like, 
<laughs> She'd probably look at you fucking sideways like, nigga, go queen. Like, nigga, what the fuck are you talking about? But <laughs> I thought that shit was hilarious. But so after the exchange, you know, in between her and Wale, black Twitter, not even just black Twitter. It was people that aren't black. But, you know, maybe they got a pass at the cookout or something. But black Twitter went, they went so fucking crazy on Shorty for her tweet. So, you know, the internet's ruthless. They don't give a fuck. Like, like some of them I feel like are like spawns of Satan. So they're going so hard on Shorty. They like, you fucking junkie bitch. You know, you got fucking drug problems and you a fucking junkie whore and all this other shit you're seeing on there, right? And, you know, you look at it and you like, damn, bitch. You know, especially with her being, I don't know, is she white? I don't know what the fuck she is. We're going to say she white because she ain't black. So initially like i said before we always want to protect ours no matter what it is and as the quote goes i can talk about my race because that's my race but you can't talk about my race because that ain't your race so that's how a lot of people i think initially reacted when she made the comments however i don't think that shit is right like it, it we we tend to act this way as a culture and it, it's not the right it, it realistically it's not right like how can we as an urban millennial culture go about laughing at these memes reposting them we know we got white followers and it's gonna get reposted and the white people is gonna see it and some people that understand the rapper and listen to the lyrics and they're like oh, okay they're thinking he's from east atlanta and they're seeing all these oh these bloody loke posts and all this other shit you know what i'm saying like who who's not gonna help it but to laugh i mean we're all human beings right the only thing that's different is the color of our skin so we can't laugh at these memes publicly and repost them that's on a public platform and share them and then as soon as someone else does it who doesn't look exactly like us we want to start talking trash to that person and downgrading them like fucking dragging them and calling them fucking junkies and shit we just can't do that <laughs> we just we just can't i'm laughing because it is kind of funny i'm not gonna lie but we realistically and i ain't shit but we we can't do that shit and I noticed this before too, like with the Meek situation. Like Meek was, it seemed like Meek was taking L after L after L, and everybody was clowning him. But like when shit came down to it, when he was really, really done wrong by the law, it's just like that cousin that you clown all the time. But then like when something, when he gets fucked up or he gets really in the jam, we as a culture, we had his back. And that's pretty much how this situation always applies with black people because we want to protect our own. But, but personally, and I, I mean this all the way. I don't think Shorty meant, you know, him being deported is funny. You know, more so just the meme itself, which is something that was clarified on Instagram. And I think she was just expressing herself and getting in on the fun, just like everybody else who retweeted the meme with LMAO on top of it. What's the difference? There's really none. So, you know, there really isn't one. And, you know, us as a society, like I said, we got to quit being hypocritical. So... This goes on to what I always speak on with canceling. One thing, you know, we can't cancel one thing that's wrong, right? Because, oh, we don't fuck with that and we don't agree with that. But then we continue to support something else that is wrong or the owners support the shit that's wrong because it's your team that's playing in the fucking Super Bowl. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, it's just one of those things that I always say. Say it with me. Niggas going to do what the fuck they want to do. Period. 
A mugshot surfaced of Shad Moss, a.k.a. Lil Bow Wow, a.k.a. Bow Wow, a.k.a. I Want to Thank You, a.k.a. Fresh As I'm Is. And uh, the mugshot was a picture of him, and he had a bunch of scratches on his face that looked like they were handed out by T'Challa himself. The story that they're going with, or that's going on, that's going around, or I don't even know if it's confirmed yet, but the story is that, you know, his girlfriend was attacking him. You know, he tried to leave, but she kept attacking him, which caused both of them to be arrested, and then they both got charged with battery. As much as Bow Wow gets clowned for his online theatrics or just being a clown in general because honestly most people from ohio don't fuck with bow wow he tried to disown us and be an atlanta guy so yeah you know this is some shit that shouldn't be a laughing matter either like it shouldn't be a laughing matter why does physical abuse only apply to when a man hits a woman and not when a woman puts her hands on a man society doesn't realize that black men when black men are handling everything that they're supposed to we probably have one of the hardest jobs in the world i mean let's really break this down this isn't to take nothing away from our black queens who give birth and go through all of that this isn't to dish y'all or dismiss y'all or say that none of that's important but on the everyday average of things that we have to do as black men let's break down what we have to deal with and why we always need a strong backbone of a partner or wife or whatever to help us out we must be the protector of our family the provider of our family we have to always be strong when everything is fucked up in the house i mean you the captain you had honcho you can't fucking panic when everybody else is panicking so you always have to have a strong face but while being strong we also have to hold the most restraint out of anyone. There's always times when I'm seeing certain, like, let's say white people doing stuff. And I'm always thinking like, man, if that was me, I'd probably be getting looked at sideways. Or I try to make sure I think before I talk in certain situations. Because even though I know what I mean and other people that look like me might not might know, I don't want people that don't look like me to be confused and take it the wrong way or shit something that even look like me still take shit i say the wrong fucking way i can say one plus one equals two and they'd be like seven but anyway there's a lot of times when black men are put in situations like this and things don't always go the same way it did with bow wow now there's lots of women in this world black white hispanic or whoever and all of these women they like to square up with their niggas and try to throw them hands I shouldn't say all. I'm going to say some. Let, let me not say. I didn't mean to say all. But it does happen. I've literally seen it happen to couples more than a little bit in my lifetime. So one thing I just feel like we can't do is clown someone who had the restraint to not put his hands on her when she was trying to hurt him. I see social media clowning talking about, oh, he got beat up by a girl. He's soft as fuck. Whatever you can say, cut that shit out. It doesn't help the situation at all because men in these situations, we're in a losing battle either way you look at it. If he does nothing like he did and she black his eye, oh, he's a bitch. If he pins her down to restrain her from continuing to try to hit him, the police are going to think he's the assaulter and he's going to get charged. And ultimately, if he hits her back, well, we don't have to say what that means because we know that's absolutely wrong. So we just need to cut the shit out. Bow Wow's positive credit, I believe, should hold the same amount of weight in the same amount of conversation as the negativity that Chris Brown dealt with after making a wrong decision with Rihanna. As much as we scream, keep that same energy or everything needs to be equal and blah, 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 blah. It never truly is, especially when it comes to the equalities between women and men. Message.
Thank you for listening to the FMFU podcast, the podcast that's from me and for us. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, like and comment, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud or Google Play. Also, make sure you get at me on my social media pages. I have a Facebook page, which you can search for, search for from me for us. Or you can leave it in the status at FMFU underscore podcast. Also, get at me on Twitter and Instagram at the same at names. That's at FMFU underscore podcast. Remember, people, always keep it a buck. Always keep it a thousand. And perception is everything. I hope you have a nice day. It's still fuck y'all.